Hey guys, I'm Jess. And I'm Kelly. And this is United States of Fandom Presents Potter Sods. Still with the jazz hands. Still with the jazz hands. Today we are on Chapter 5, Diagon Alley. And uh, in this chapter we have Harry waking up to find out that uh, everything that happened with Hagrid was not a dream. It was in fact reality. And Harry really gets full-on introduced to the wizarding world here as he's taken to get his supplies for school and stop at the bank. Yes, but can we say he was introduced or well, just dropped mostly unaccompanied in the middle of the wizarding yeah, world? Yeah, probably, yeah. That'd Again, be man, who assigns Hagrid this role? I know, that's actually... A note I have several times through here. It's just like, where is McGonagall? I also love that they gave this assignment to someone who's not allowed to use magic once they have Harry. So they have to like wander through the muggle world and he's a half giant. giant. Yeah, yeah. It's just like, um, you're all dumb. Yep. Um, yeah. So this is our longest chapter yet also. So uh, we'll try and keep this under half an hour, but I make no promises. It's 27 pages, so if we do a page a minute, we got this. We'll, we'll try. Um, is there anything you wanted to start with? or? Um, no, I just think I just had I had some just general questions in general about newspapers and owling. Me too! <laughs> why, one, why did they use a predator for owl delivery, and how many owls, and how long does it take to deliver this newspaper every day? If an owl has to fly in, it's not even a subscription model then, because they have to pay the owl. Yeah. So like, so they just like randomly go around looking for magical people to give well, them, and they can only have carry to tell one them, at a time. Right. I assume you have to tell them you want. But how? The paper, like with an owl. I, I would assume, right? But if you send in a subscription owl, when do you send a payment for like, like? I subscribe to the Washington Post. Well, I'm like, here, well, maybe he I'll pay you every month, maybe and you'll he give me the asking, paper. Maybe the owl wanted his tip. But then, I don't why know why an owl, owl need, need money. I don't know. He's magic. So weird. No, it's very. That was my first big note in here. It's just I have just questions about how this works. I mean, I know. I love this book. I love this series. It's fantasy, but just some of the practicality of it when you start it makes thinking, no sense. None at all. And like owls are. Uh, kind of gross. Yeah. Like, they're cool predator they're birds. Murder but, like, birds. They're murder birds. You're giving them to children. Uh, they poop everywhere like all birds do. And they vomit up part of whatever they eat. It's, so they're probably, like, the grossest version of a predator bird you could get. Yeah, I then also, like, my next note was, why would Hagrid even think Harry could pay the owl? I, yeah, no, let's just assume the 11-year-old who you found out knows nothing about the wizarding world. Has wizard money. One, and understands what the fuck the owl is doing, or therefore, and two, understands what a nut is. And then my next note is, when did wizard money split off from muggle money anyway? Do different, country, are different countries more practical in this and just use muggle currency? They should just use muggle currency. They're also stuck at a really bad exchange rate, if I can find where... He explains it. Um, so he says there are. Hang on, I have it highlighted somewhere, but I have 12 million tabs. Okay. Galleons are gold. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming pure gold or close thereof, right? And then it's 17 silver sickles to a galleon and 29 nuts to a sickle. Except, isn't silver like worth, worth twice that right now? Or like. Gold is worth twice that to silver right now. So, like, if you went to, 
Okay, so if you took your money out of wizarding currency and you transferred it into muggle currency and then transferred it back, you would double your money. Like, if you just melted all your galleons down and weighed them and got it in muggle currency and then went back and had them remint your money, it would be worth twice as much. Like, it doesn't... the tra- Maybe in 91, that was the equivalent well, it's also, of gold to silver, but, like, why lock yourself into this exchange rate? Yeah, I, I don't... I genuinely don't understand. I, the, I don't think I've ever really gotten their money system. No, I assume it has, it has to do with the amount of silver value to gold value and bronze value to gold value at the time. I just don't understand why they have separate money. Like, I just mean, have regular money. I, I guess it depends on when they split off. Yeah. Or maybe they always had their own and muggles split off. I don't know. Yeah. Or maybe they kept a very old version and renamed it. I. But especially when pureblood wizards aren't really that very much common of a thing. There's lots of muggle-borns and half-bloods and everything. You'd think... I don't even understand how their economy can function, so... Yeah. Understanding their minting process and currency decisions are pretty hopeless, I think. Well, I guess my... I was like, I wondered if the American Wizarding School, which apparently there's only one of, which is stupid. Which is really... I'm just... No. Like... Okay. Everything outside of the actual books to me does not exist. That's why I'm not referencing anything. Okay. Because it's stupid. But I'm just assuming that they are on U.S. currency. Right? Because why wouldn't you be? Why wouldn't you be? The four actual schools minimum in the United States and the one in Canada. One in Canada makes sense. There's there's no one lives there. Yeah. Exactly. Um, And it's in Toronto because that's Canada. It should be in Montreal. It should be in Montreal. You want it to be a French-Canadian school? No, I'm just assuming that's the oldest part of Canada and Wizards. Seems valid. I could see that. Also, then they can be snobby and French to all of the Anglo Wizards. (laughs) They would. Just seems like a Canadian thing. Um, So my next note is um, he's eating and offering him cold sausage, and that's disgusting. Cold sausage isn't gross. No. I mean, from, like, Hagrid's coat? Okay, in his coat, yeah, but... Cold sausage itself is good, so I'll die on this hill. I just had food poisoning, oh, so well, I'm like... <laughs> that's a different is, thing. But this is not... You've never, mm-hmm. like... So we get our breakfast sausage from a meat market by me, mm-hmm. and so we'll just cook the whole pack, and then you put the whatever's left over in the fridge. Okay, but they're... It's it, cold. They're not... There's no fridge, like, with I know. them. I'm just saying. It's just out overnight. Out. Yeah. Do you think wizard... I mean... Wizarding world doesn't seem very sanitary. No, it so. doesn't. Like, ugh, the wizarding world, man. Yeah. Um, oh, so they leave, right? Well, I haven't even gotten that far oh, yet. Oh, sorry. Um, I do like that Hagrid's explanation about the wizarding world being a secret, because he basically says, like... Oh, see, they have that. That's jumped ahead a little more for me. So you have um, them... It's uh, it's, it's about people wanting magical leave. solutions. Yeah, it's, it's after the thing is. But that's while they're in the boat. Oh, while well, they're yeah. in the boat, yeah. Because my first thing is like, all right, so they're taking the boat. So peace out, Dursleys. Right, the Dursleys are just gonna be stuck there. <laughs> stuck there, um, and then I have things would. So they say that Dumbledore turned down the ministry position, right? But everything in this series feels like it would be so much better if Dumbledore had taken that position and McGonagall was running Hogwarts. Well, at least at Hogwarts, yeah. Yeah. 
Let's like let's remove Dumbledore from being in charge of children. children. It's just it's bothersome to me. It is. Um, but no, I my next note then was I totally agree with Hagrid about why they're hidden and the magical solution. It makes sense to me. Okay, my point is this is very much the explanation you give to an eleven year old, and that's what I like instead of like, oh, there's the whole persecution and burning people <laughs> at the stake thing. Yeah, which is what I'm assuming would actually have caused them to go into hiding. True. I just enjoy that. Like Hagrid is terrible at explaining things, and he's terrible at actually keeping secrets or dealing with children. But on this one thing, he actually nailed it, and I just wanted him to get a moment of appreciation mm. for that. Um, next note is, LOL, lay low, lay low profile, send a half giant. Yep, low profile. As you're taking over the entire thing. Um, so they get into, um, the Muggle town that's nearby, right? Yeah. And they go to the train station. Does every town in England have a train station? I don't, I don't know, I... I admittedly don't know how Euro trains work. I don't either. It just seems like it seems like a large coincidence. Maybe, Maybe. she picked a one that would. I don't like, know. Like I, I legitimately, I've never been to England. I've never been to Europe. We do not have trains in every city here, so that seems real weird to me. Yeah. Um. Yeah, but just this whole thing with Hagrid just, like, randomly dropping information, and then poor Harry being like, wait, dragons? Yeah. Wait, minister of magic? Wait, what, what? what? Huh? I'm not poor? Huh? I like that, like, Harry's like, what? You would want a dragon? And I'm like, that seems like a weird response for a child, because if I found out there were dragons, I'd be like, hell yeah, I want a dragon. Uh, I mean, I mean okay. As a kid, Can you I go Can I train through... the dragon? In theory, like, yes. You're a okay, kid, you yes. think you probably could. I mean, that's, like, the whole thing, like, you know, where you're a kid and you're like, man, I wish I had a dinosaur. No, you don't, little child. But as a child, you have that fleeting thought. No, I never wanted a dinosaur. Never? I mean, they eat people. Not veggiesauruses. Oh, well, but they're very large. Not small ones. It's just always <laughs> an exception. Yeah. No, what's the point of a tiny dinosaur? To ride. You can't ride a tiny dinosaur. You could. They would not support you. Tiny dinosaurs? Like, well, manageably sized for your house? Did you, not did you ride your sized. dog as a child? Well, what if it was, like, a horse-sized? That's still tiny for dinosaur standards. That's too standards. big to be in my house. Well, you could have a stable. A dinosaur stable. I didn't have a horse stable. You think I could afford a dinosaur stable? In this fictional world, no. yes. No, I wanted dolphins in my backyard. That was oh. much more practical. Oh, yeah, that was practical. Uh-huh. In, like, your pond? No, I didn't have a pond. I was going to build a pool. You're going to build a pool for the dolphins. <laughs> yep. That was my plan. I was, like, seven. It was a great thought-out plan. I mean, why not? They keep but them no, in see, a pool this is, what I'm, this is what I'm saying, though. Like, kids have fleeting thoughts of wanting an impractical animal. Yeah, but I just don't feel like Harry's that kind of kid. Yeah. He's kind of had, you know, whimsy beaten out of him. But now you're like, I don't know, being thrown into he it. He got yelled at like, for dreaming there was a flying motorcycle. That's I don't true. think he's the kind of kid who'd be like, I could own a dragon, you know? Um, I also enjoy this set of um, list of things they need yeah. with no explanation. Again, much like the letter, the poor muggleborns. They're just like, where what the fuck Where'd is I a get- pointy hat? Where do I get what 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 is dragon hide gloves? You know, like a winter cloak. Who wears a cloak? That's weird. Like yeah. I don't think me at eleven knew what a well, I probably knew what a cloak was because I read Lord of the Rings, but like how many kids know what a cloak is? Mm-hmm. Also, did they ever mention the pointy hats again? I don't think so. 
Um, and kind of slightly jumping ahead, but not really. Okay. Um, I do kind of appreciate that at least in the film adaptations, we eventually just abandon some of this. Yes, they do. That's, I think that's why I'm asking about the pointy hat yeah. thing, because they're like not, I think they're in one scene in the movie. And it, that was a wise decision. That it's was. It's just, it's ridiculous. Very smart. Um, so going on to the list, so they may bring cat or owl or told, or toad. So is Scabbers contraband? Yeah, because they don't say a rat. Yeah. I don't know. Well, I maybe Scabbers is grandfathered in because he oh, just gets like passed down by the Oh, like he used to be allowed and he's just still within the same family? Yeah. They're just like, fine, he's here always. Because I was like, but no rats. I assume when she wrote this, Scabbers did not exist yet. And then they never corrected it. That makes sense. Um, I do like how vehement they are about first years not getting broomsticks. <laughs> yes. And then like the first thing that happens when he meets another magical kid is like... I'm going to talk my dad into getting me a broomstick. Mm. It's just amazing. Um, this is also the first mention of Fantastic Beasts and where to find them. Yes. I'd just like to put a note in that. It is weird that that's the one everyone fixated on. I mean, I guess it's because it's it's magical creatures. That's kind of cool. Like, you want to know a little bit more about them. I guess. I don't know. I want to know more about their financial system. Right. <laughs> like, Economics. And I want to know just about the school system in general. Like, <laughs> Yes, education, I economics. Want, I want to read books on wizarding infrastructure. Me too. <laughs> this is why fandom exists, though, because that's literally what everyone does is like, okay, this is a great Avengers story, but like, how does this world actually function? Yeah. Like, how is almost everyone employed at the ministry or in a shop? Like, it just, it doesn't make sense. Um... This is Harry's first taste of London, though, mm-hmm. too. Um, so I, I just enjoy him being like, can we even get all of this in London? Because, like, if I got this list, I would just be like, I don't, know, I don't know where the fuck to get that. Like, is it on the internet? But this was 91, so the internet didn't exist. But still. I mean, it did, but not mm-hmm. commerce. Um, uh, my next note is actually when they're inside. And I have, I just, a quote I liked was, the bartender is quite bald and looks like a toothless walnut. I did like that. I don't know why that stood out to me, but it, it did. No, it's a good description. Um, I do like, uh, before that, that the leaky is hidden in plain sight. Yes. A lot of times in magical stories, you know, you have to solve a problem or have some insider knowledge to find something. And obviously, in order to find the location, you probably <coughs> need to know it. But literally, just like anyone who's magic, even if they know about it or not, could just go in there. Yep. And that's kind of cool to me. It is. No, I like that a lot, too. Um, what else? Uh, once he's inside Leaky Cauldron, it's also just, um, yeah, stay creepy around children wizards. Good job. Right? Also, like, again, how does everyone know who he is immediately? Do they, like, release posters? Does everyone in the wizarding world, like, been stalking him i mean i guess there's something to say that he looks exactly like james but eh. yeah but it, and the scar like, everyone in the world knows what james potter looks like apparently i don't and know and the scar he we know from he has shaggy hair earlier, it, right it covers. covers so that's very weird um but no it's just definitely like people are oh, there's so much inappropriateness yeah. happening around like, what are the statistics, do you think, of, like, wizarding children being, like, molested? Ah, uh, probably the same as ours, which I is I don't bad. know. I would almost think it might be higher. 
It's so creepy. <laughs> because they're just so consistently creepy, and it sets off no red flag. Like, there's nothing is inappropriate behavior. Yeah. It's weird. It's really weird, and it's... It's... I don't know. It just it yeah. freaks me out, man. <coughs> Same. Um, we do meet our first professor of the year in this scene, Professor Quirrell. Um, obviously not the first professor overall, but of the school year. Um, which... He seems like a real nervous guy, and I'm sure that's a great quality to have as a defense oh, yeah. against our guards teacher. Uh, so, well, Hagrid does try to explain that, and that he used to not be so nervous. Yeah. Um, like, and then he went to go, actually, out in the wild to yeah. defend against the dark arts, and saw some, like, vampires and hags and shit, and was like, nope. Yeah. I, though I guess it's encouraging that the Wizarding World just doesn't, like, <laughs> drop someone for having PTSD. That's true. They're like, it's fine. He's just, he can still teach it. Yeah. He's just not going to go fight any more vampires. Um, I do have, uh, which we will come back to, we'll dog-ear this to come back to when we're a little further ahead in the book, because um, I a canon inconsistency, possibly, but we're not doing spoilers. Okay. So. <laughs> um, let's see. I love when they walk into Diagon Alley. Mm-hmm. I honestly think... This is one of the most magical settings in the entire series. No, it really is. So, I know we're not doing spoilers, but, like, this is a thing you revisit. Obviously, it's part of the school year tradition. Um, (coughs) And it's one of the main settings. And it just, it's the only place that really feels like the Wizarding World could actually exist to me. Because it's so, it's such a community. Unity, exactly, Yeah. yeah. And there's clearly all sorts of different people and shops and all this stuff and yeah i just really i always find it interesting like it's always no. my favorite part like if you play any like the harry potter games i just always <laughs> love going to diagon alley um i do ha- also have just noting that and it's not just haggard like other people talk like this too and again it is a book written for children but this mm-hmm. is kind of a thing that continues even as we get through book seven yeah there are people being like the you know who and the you know what and it's like oh my god what are language skills in right. the wizarding world like is there literature and I, again we just <laughs> want to know about wizarding infrastructure um it just everybody sounds like a child like when they're talking sometimes and yeah well i think the you know who thing is just uh a superstition kind of thing. It you is. Know, I mean, we have examples of whole cultures that won't say No, things, but I mean, even so. like when Hagrid's talking about, oh, I need to get the you-know-what, like there's... That's what that's what I'm saying when I was saying like Hagrid isn't subtle. Yeah. When they get to Gringotts. Yeah, like, oh, at all. At he all. He is the worst person to send on this mission. <coughs> um, yeah, so then they head into Gringotts, I think is where we're moving, unless you want to talk about like nope, dragon livers and no. how they're... Okay, I do have to say... Dragon skin gloves, dragon livers, but dragons are rare and controlled. Like, this is just one of the <laughs> things that's always bugged me. Like, are they rare because you keep murdering them? Maybe. Um, The goblin thing is a little weird to me. That they're just like, oh yeah, that's a goblin. <laughs> it's short. They got long fingers. It's a and, goblin. And long toes, too, right? Yeah, so they're barefoot? Yeah, I don't know. Um, one of the things I hate the most in fantasy novels is randomly inserted poems. Yes. It's the worst. I hate it when Tolkien did it. I hate it in this one. Please just stop doing it. It's terrible. I don't like 
there's more of them in this series, and I don't like any of them. No, I, I don't either. And the thing that gets me, too, is, like, in your poems and also just, like, randomly inserted songs. Yeah. They're never good. No. And, like, have you <coughs> ever walked in somewhere and had a poem engraved on the door? Nope. No. Never. No. If anything, you're going to get, like, Latin, maybe. Right. Which or an induction. It's the Wizarding World. Don't you think it would be in Latin? Latin? Yeah. Or, like, um... Like an induction, like plate or something from right. like an opening ceremony with like a speech or a quote, right? Or like something important happened here, might yeah. be a like a marker. Yeah, <laughs> no, I'm thinking, sorry, the highway marker thing <laughs> of the highway award. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah, but just I don't know. It it's dumb. I was gonna say even like um, in Chicago, we have a former library that's now a community center, and they have authors names like in tile murals throughout and i'm like even they don't have a freaking poem on the door like it ugh, just bugs me um also green cons is so creepy like the front entry so nice everything's gorgeous but then you're like underground and like the and then you're in like a cave had sex with a roller coaster and had a baby place <laughs> yeah what? yeah not not a fan um, so we get into Harry's safe, right? Yeah. And I, what I want to know, all right, so his parents leave him supposedly a lot of money and like, oh, by the way, BT dubs, you're rich. He's 11. Right. How does he not blow all of this fucking money like in a year? I know. Especially when the first thing he wants to do is buy a, a gold plated cauldron. I was going to say that. Like <laughs> when, how much does a gold plated cauldron cost if you're paying for it in gold? Are you just exchanging? Couldn't you just like be like, "Here's all of my gold. Make a cauldron." Yeah. Anyway, um, I honestly think it's because wizarding banking sucks. Like, <laughs> if he has to go to Gringotts in order to physically withdraw money, how often can he get there? Yeah. And also, Hagrid has his key, so maybe they're just like supervised visits only for a while. Harry, like, don't blow it all. Maybe. Um, and I, it probably also helps that he literally has to be in a wizarding area in order to spend it. And, like, outside of Diagon Alley, which he clearly has to get on a train to get to. True. But, I mean, even the fact that he's still, like, you know, he has money throughout this whole series. I know. So it's, like, he's not a little, little kid forever. That's true. It's, Maybe he just learned from Dudley's excess. Maybe. I mean, not well, I mean, to the, not want to go One of the cauldron, first things but... he, he does is even when the, the little bit of money or whatever that Hagrid, like, allows him to have as they're going out, he's like, well, Dudley's never had this much money ever. I know. Even though he's, he's like, like, I have like, no idea what this much money means or how it exchanged. <laughs> but, but I don't know what had. I can get with this, but I have more than Dudley's ever had. Um, I, this might be the one instance where Hagrid is actually a good guardian. Yeah, he's like, Because no, he's clearly not. like, no. Yeah. I he, mean, he does buy him an owl, but No. Um, I do also have to mention Griphook saying, like, if anyone else does this, they'll get sucked into the vault and we only, uh... Only goblins can... And we only check it once every ten years. It just... It's like he suspects, even though they're valid customers accessing their own vaults, that they're casing the joint. (laughs) I just love that. They do... I mean, they tell you, like, oh, the goblins, like, high security and the whole cultural thing we have is goblins are greedy so like it just plays right into that but at the same time i just like how it enforces that Mm -hmm. just amused me so they uh they go leave and then 
Uh, and then Hagrid's like, peace out, you're 11 and you've never been in the wizarding world okay, yeah, before. Okay, yeah, the thing, too. He's like, um, this, I just, I feel really sick. I need to go get a drink, which sounds like a great idea. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, because, you know, when I've just been on the roller coaster from hell, I I just want to go get some booze. You want to go calm your nerves? You're an alcoholic, I'm assuming. And you're just going to leave an 11-year-old who's never been here before to fend for himself. It's okay, you're fine. What's the worst thing And get that things happen? he doesn't know. From a place he's never been to, paying with money he's never spent before. Good, good plan, Hagrid. Um, this is uh, our first introduction to an actual wizarding kid happens in Madame Malkin's. And, of course, it's a snob. Mm-hmm. Um, Which, uh, the first thing that Harry notes is... Uh... Harry was strongly reminded of Dudley. I was going to say, like, could you have made a worse impression on Harry right off the bat? If his, if his first comparison for you is Dudley, like, you're doomed. Mm-hmm. Um, I also know that, um, well, the Hufflepuff hate starts right away, which, fuck you. I knew you were going to say that, <laughs> and I actually have a note that says uh, that Hagrid is being unfair to Slytherins. <laughs> and I was like, no, Kelly's going to say something about Hufflepuff. No, I, I agree with that, too. Um, but this is the thing, too, though. Harry is immediately super defensive of Hagrid. You know, which I get. He basically saved him from an abusive household. Right, and he's his first. But he's also a complete stranger. For all Harry knows, he was just kidnapped by a serial killer. That's very true. <laughs> Though, I doubt a serial killer would, like, introduce you to, like, a magic world and... You don't know. ...give you money. What do they do in the wizarding world? This could be... He, they could be propping up a child to eat him. I don't know. I think you're overly... No, but I'm just saying he's very, like, defensive of this person that he is... Has it even been 24 hours yet? Yeah, but Hagrid's the first person who ever defended him. It's He true. brought him his first birthday cake. It's his first good birthday. He no. bought him an... Like, you know, like, well, he, he hasn't just... gotten him the owl yet No, but I was going to say, like, he's... Um, but it's taking just... care of him and watched after him and defended him against his but it's... terrible... He hasn't even really said necessarily something that bad yet. I just hear he tries to do spells and blows things up sometimes. Don't you talk about, like, I mean, yeah. it is a very little kid thing, but it's right. also, like, you know, let's evaluate. Maybe he does do that. Maybe. I I fully find that believable. I do, too. Um, <laughs> I mean, he does kind of talk about him like he's simple, which well, I could see why he'd get offended by. I can see why, but... Well, yeah, I'm not saying, you know, the rumor mill isn't have its sources here, but... Yeah. I, I can understand why Harry would be defensive yeah. of him. Um, do you think he would be a little more excited to talk to someone his own age in this world? You would think. Um, but I guess maybe it's just that he immediately gets Dudley vibes and yeah, that excitement that's true. dies right away. Um, I do have just a whole little segment of here that I... I quoted because it's like, well, that's just, it's like, oh, sorry, said the other, not sounding sorry at all, but they were our kind, weren't they? And then the, I really don't think they should let that sort in, do you? They're not the same. They've they've never been brought up to know our ways. And so my first question that I was thinking of, because, so when I first read this as a kid, you know, I'm... You bring your own connotations and things into right. booking. Um, but then I'm like, okay, so this is England and it's a British author and all that. And I'm just thinking about how my own personal knowledge of, like, segregation and Jim Crow laws and stuff versus right. that's obviously not the culture that this was right. written in. So I was kind of was wondering how British children kind of 
I mean, I mean, it's still Britain still has racism. No, no, I'm not saying it doesn't have racism, but it's very much sounds like you know the the separate but equal like bullshit yeah. people try so, to sell. From what I understand, and I could be completely <coughs> wrong about this, uh, Britain is pretty fucking racist, oh, no, but know. they just never technically indoctrinated it into law. But that, it's still see, kind of segregationist. Okay, so that's what I was wondering. Like, like, they never had. They never had like law like legal segregation no but right? england operates more on a class system than we do That's i mean true. we have a class system but you know it's not nobility and so i think that kind of was used okay because no i just was just thinking about like you know as a way to say like oh it's not racism right but it's it's enshrined racism okay. kind of thing. Because I'm like, it's clearly written as that's how it's meant to be right. coded. Like, it's yeah. very clear. But then I was just thinking just like, oh, my cultural context yeah. for this is different. You know what than... it reminds me of? Did you ever see Bend It Like Beckham? Yeah. Like how she's treated. Okay. That That's kind of, like, it's clearly racist and mm-hmm. there's clearly like some other racism. So it's, it's racism masquerading as classism? Right. Okay. I think that's, that's how I've kind of understood it no because it's just, not something i've extensively no because i though, and so. i only was reading this chapter this morning before right. i came in and then i didn't have quick time to google like was segregation a thing yeah in the it, UK? it wasn't like jim crow but no, i think yeah. it was you know you only go to certain parts you know like we have it too yeah in the north you know there's areas of the city that are black exclusive pretty mm-hmm. much and it's not that there's a law that that has to be that way but it's very much understood that yeah. if you're black, you live in a certain neighborhood, which is bullshit, but it is. I mean, we come from one of the most segregated cities in uh, yeah. the country, no, and yeah. it's Chicago, yeah. you know? So I, I think it's more that method of handling gotcha. you kind of keep people to their own lane kind of thing, and that way you, you're not being racist. It's just how it is, you know, which is completely stupid and bullshit but yeah i was gonna say him being a baby racist did not help (laughs) like harry harry even asks haggard later what he meant by that and but it's very clear he understood like something's fucked up but it's also like the way that it's written and the way that he says it which is also a reason why i quoted it here yeah is very much you can tell it's a child repeating the things that their parents said like that those aren't that kid's words yes um, it's not to say that kid's not going to obviously grow up to end up believing right. that, but it's clearly something that's being, like, indoctrined. Yeah. In. I think, so, I know we're not talking about specific spoilers for this series, but one of the problems I have in Harry Potter as a series is that it largely leaves those kind of children unchallenged, to use them as an example. Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't allow people to grow and learn and right. change. And... Yeah, and so I really feel like there's an opportunity when someone's this young and clearly parroting what their parents are saying to show them empathy and to include them in things. And if you get people in multicultural groups and contexts, people are less likely to keep perpetuating those thoughts and experiences. I mean, in general, opinions. this is a thing, too, where you get in this. And again... I know this is a book for children. You do want things in very simple terms. Yes. Um, but again, the series progresses and goes on. Right. And, um, but this is a general thing 
that's a problem, I think, in fantasy as yeah. a genre. So, like, right here, Hagar basically, sa- basically says, oh, you don't want Slytherin, that's the bad house. Right. They're bad people. Thanks, and I mean, Hagrid. And it's a thing that people read this book, like, when they were, like, 11, and there are people today that still fundamentally don't understand what Slytherin as a house and think that yeah. everybody who is Slytherin is evil. We are the house of Merlin. <laughs> Um, keep saying that. And <laughs> it's also, like, I mean, but it's a thing in fantasy. Like, we're like, you know, look yeah. in, in like, no Lord gray. of the Rings. There, you have white. entire races of creatures where yeah. everything in that race, they're all bad. Yeah. There's not it's, a good one. They're definitely just, how it They're works. bad. And that's, like. But Thorandos is, like, a fucking dick of an elf. He's fine. He's a good guy. Well, because elves are good. But He's or- just racist towards dwarves. It's fine. And all orcs are bad. Right, exactly. Like, like so it's very. It's too black and white. And. <laughs> As much as I love Lord of the Rings, I think it's, much like the poetry, something too many fantasies have emulated. Um, because that's not how the world works. And people are, everything is a shade of gray. There is exactly. no black yeah. and white. And that's probably why I'm in Slytherin, to be honest with you. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, it, it it's something I understand in this book and maybe the next three. But as it progresses, it really turns into a young adult series. No, exactly. Like I said, in this book... You're you're introducing basic right. and ideas and concepts, yeah. and I can I can get it. Um, yeah. You're simplifying things for children, but it's also like things are right. very but very rarely as black. As Harry and grows, the moral complexity should also. And it I should. feel like that's just one of the the things that's failed me in this re- this mm-hmm. series as and, much as I adore it. And that's not to say that I mean there are people who will remain awful from the day that they oh, are yeah. born until the day that they die. You can give them every opportunity. They won't take it. They'll say, fuck all. That's not to say that those people do not exist, because God knows there are a shit ton of them. Oh, yeah. But that's not everybody. It's not. Yeah. yeah. And that's definitely... But I, I guess it does open a good conversation mm-hmm. for people, and it's a conversation I keep having because yeah, well, there's Slytherin. definitely people who are like, what has you? And I'm like, Slytherin. They're like, why? And I'm like, what? Well, like, I get that, I get that too, but not, like, for, like... Well, your house is stupid. My house is not (laughs) stupid. It's a great house. I'm wearing my Quidditch You are. Kelly's a Hufflepuff, you guys. I I think when we get to the sorting, we should ask everyone to sort themselves on Pottermore. Yes. So, if you don't have a Pottermore account, go get yourself a Pottermore account. Get yourself sorted. Find out what your wand is and tell us. All right, so I have a note here where... I legitimately do not know why I wrote this. I don't have the okay. book in front of what me. Your note? It just says Lot O'Duffer's frowny face. Lot O'Duffer's? I think that's something Hagrid says. Oh, does he? Um, oh, calls... it's about Hufflepuff. It's yeah. a lot of Duffers. Yep. Okay. Which just, I mean. I just wrote Lot O'Duffer's frowny. I, I'm not, I, let's Google this for, uh, the British slang, because I'm pretty sure I know what it means, but I don't want to stick my foot in it and have you be mad at me for calling Hufflepuff something. And then we get to that part of the podcast where we're randomly do, Googling, do, do, do. and it's awkward silence. It is. Is there, like, a British slang dictionary? Um, a small roller usually covered with wire teeth. I don't think that's what he's talking about. Someone who did something stupid or made a stupid mistake. Hey, that's kind of what I thought it meant. It's in the bottom 20% of words. 
Man, I'm just saying Hufflepuff's a good house. I, but, you know, Hard-working, loyal, kind, like, those aren't bad things. The context is basically that Hufflepuffs are a little simple. Like, they're the simple house. That's kind of... They're, they're not the brightest house on the planet. That's that's the context there. No offense. I mean, but to be fair, if you have Ravenclaw's house, which is, like, your brain trust, it does kind of deplete the smart people from all the other houses. Yeah. So that's not really fair. <laughs> no. But Hufflepuffs are also... I mean, we'll get into this more when we find out about all the yeah. houses, but... Um, yeah, we'll, we'll go into that in depth later. Um, I do like that Harry immediately wants to curse Dudley. Yes. That's, that's such Wouldn't a child thing. Example? I love it. Oh, yeah. Um, I do have a question about Ollivanders. So, um, well, I had a question a... about... So, wizards use BC and AD. Right. So... Which is weird. It's weird. I feel uh, like they should so have a whole... So, wizards believe in Christ? Yeah, no. All right, was so, Christ what's a, a wizard? wizard? <laughs> <laughs> that was also my thought. And then I'm, like, thinking, well... I wouldn't think they would be Christian. But don't they celebrate... They celebrate Christmas. Is this, like, the one... Yeah, this but is... Christmas has roots in pagan rituals. True. So, like, there's a few things that are clearly cultural bleed-over. Yeah. I just want to know why dates ended up being that. Because I would think that, like, they'd have their own calendar. You would think. Um, like a wizarding calendar. Maybe it's, like, the Tolkien thing. So, <laughs> one of the weird things about Lord of the Rings... Let me put on my nerd hat. Um, is that Tolkien wrote it like he was not the author. He was the translator. And so this was an ancient text he was translating, right? So, like, all of the hobbits' names are not actually their names. Uh, they're British versions of their names. Like, he used something, like, people would understand. And there's a lot of that stuff. Like, uh, Bilbo mentions Christmas at one point in The Hobbit. And... It's kind of viewed as like a, well, that was someone's translation of that work, and it was Bilbo's version that's The Hobbit, not the actual version. Like, because the original version of The Hobbit doesn't have the Gollum scene in it, mm-hmm. um, where he steals it. Gollum gives him the ring in the original version, and then that got retroactively fixed when he did Lord of the Rings. So he literally said that was still canon. It was just a different translation. So, like, because he was a medieval professor. So, is this just, like, a translation issue? Is, like, what I'm thinking? Like, she's just, like, not that she's handling the wizarding world in the same way, but thinking, like, well, people who are reading this need a reference point. So, we're just going to go with BC because a kid isn't going to question that. Maybe. I don't know. Unless it just... BC means something completely different. I, I can't believe it would. I wouldn't either. It's just, it's very weird. My question is about the BC thing. So, Ollivanders is the name of Ollivander. Mr. Ollivander runs Ollivanders. Mm-hmm. The implication here is that he's been alive since 392 okay, BC, even so though I know it's supposed to be, like, probably a the, family I business. I said the Ollivander family. Was... <laughs> but... <laughs> It just always felt like he was, like, the oldest, 2,200-year-old oldest wizard on the planet guy. <laughs> oh, I know, I know, I'm ridiculous. Um, I also know this whole with scene with the uh, Harry getting his wand. Um, this is a thing where, and we'll talk more about this when we get into actual the episode on the movie. Yeah. Um. But this works so much better cinematically than oh, it does yeah. in text. I mean, because in, in the it book, it's basically just cool. like, he waves his arms. 
And then he waves his arms again, and you're not getting the sense. And then he's like, what the fuck am I doing? Why am I still doing this? You're not getting the sense that anything is actually happening in the room around him. Yeah. It's just that he's just sitting there flapping his arms like an idiot. Yeah. Um, Again, Ollivander brings up Harry's mother's eyes. I feel like we should have made a drinking game out of this. (laughs) We should have. Um, Also, he's super creepy- Ollivander is like he's touching Harry's face again what the fuck this is what I'm telling you about like people being very inappropriate right? towards children in the wizarding touch world the scar on your head child it's, it's fine it's real fucked up real weird um I do love the line here where he says that um Voldemort did great things yeah. terrible but, but great. great yeah um, I do find it weird how Ollivander acts like that wand working for Harry is just a complete surprise, and it's curious indeed. When he's the one who put it in Harry's hand, like, he was like, huh, I bet you this will work. Yeah. And then he tries it, and he's like, how could that How weird. <laughs> who could have suspected that that would happen? You know? Yeah. <laughs> like, you, you, you picked that one, Ollivander. Um, seven gold galleons. Those ones are pricey. Um, I do enjoy, towards the end of this chapter, Harry worries, they're eating a hamburger, and Harry's worried that, um, people are going to expect so much of him because he's famous when he, he's like, I don't know anything. I didn't do anything. I don't remember anything. Um. My last note in my notebook is just really funny, and you can tell I was hungry. It just says, do wizards have pizza? I mean, they're in England, so they have access to pizza. It's just whether or not they've actually do wizards tried put, it. Do wizards like, do, pineapple have, on pizza. Have pureblood wizards? They should, because it's delicious. I think so, too. <laughs> High five. Uh, have pureblood wizards ever had pizza? That's the question. Because clearly, they have access to the wizard, the muggle world, so like... Anything we have, they can get a hold of. Yeah. But it's just, like, if they're willing to adventure out and try it, you know? Well, isn't, like, the Ministry in London? Yeah. So... It's in Diagon Alley, isn't it? So, like, they don't need to go very no. far. Just mm-hmm. cross the street. No. Get some pizza. This is, like, a lot of times if you read Harry Potter fan fiction, they'll be, like, um, wizards that, like, live in muggle neighborhoods, or mm-hmm. they'll go spend their free time at, like, muggle bars, and I'm like, that sounds valid. Yeah. It's like the same, you know. But again, this is why the whole two separate currency things doesn't, doesn't make, make sense. sense. Yeah. And like, can Gringotts exchange? I mean, they have to be able to exchange muggle money. So they have to have like, connections can't they, with. Can't they just make an executive order or something? <laughs> we're just like, we're not doing this stupid bullshit anymore. Yeah. Maybe it has to do with uh, the actual minting of currency in Britain because. Um, this is something you'll actually find out later, and I'm sorry, but it has to do with wizarding infrastructure, so I don't know that anyone other than us cares. You find out the Ministry of Magic liaises with the Prime Minister mm-hmm. of England, so that implies to me that wizarding, the wizarding Britain is actually treated as a separate country within Britain. Maybe. And so maybe because of that, they can't use British currency because it would mean they would have to actually join the British Empire. Well, see, then I guess that goes to, since they do have the But they're on... stealing citizens from Britain. Exactly. How does that work? So, at one point, were they ever citizens of the crown, then? Or are they considered citizens I of the crown? I think they split off before, well, maybe, I don't know. It depends on when they split. 
This is very confusing. It's very I want to know. Like, um, J.K. Rowling had said that she had basically written Hogwarts a history mm-hmm. and was going to, like, that was her goal. She was going to release it as the eighth book. And I'm real mad that hasn't happened yet because I just want all of my questions. No, I, I really would want, I really want to read about the establishing of yeah. Hogwarts. Let's just and... rename this from Pottersodes to, like, Jess and Kelly question wizarding infrastructure. Yeah. Dear J.K. Rowling. We're literally, I mean, we're literally five chapters into a children's book, and we're like, the fundamental underpinnings of this society make no sense. It really doesn't, though. <laughs> like, it's very frustrating to me. I think Harry like, Potter is interesting because there's so much detail and depth that when there is depth missing... It really always makes me question everything, whereas in other things I would just skate right over it because it doesn't really matter. But because there's so many internal structures and differences and and clearly well thought out things in the entire Harry Potter series, when there's stuff that isn't, I'm just like, but there has to be an answer. You have to know. Like, I would ever, if I created a fantasy world, I'd be like, I don't fucking know. I just decided it was 17 sickles. Deal with it. You know? (laughs) (laughs) that's what wizarding currency is they have it because they're wizards done you know yeah like i do definitely feel like those people that like show up at star trek conventions with like blue <laughs> prints right? oh, and i laugh at those people I but harry too. potter damn it no but it's just doesn't make sense it doesn't make sense <sighs> well and the thing is like um like as i discussed i'm a big lord of the rings fan Tolkien at least thought about this shit, even if I fundamentally disagree with all of his decisions sometimes. Like, leaving women off the family tree charts. That's fine. Fucking fucked up. But, um, I may not agree with it, but I know, like, from a linguistics perspective, at least, and, like, a historian perspective, he, like, went way too deep. (laughs) Um, but, so, I guess, coming from that background, when I find other really complicated fantasy worlds, I'm just always, like... All right. Where is well, it? Where, where is, is it? it? Where's my 27 appendices? <laughs> <laughs> but I would really like them here. No. I thought Pottermore was going to be that. It's not. It's not. I they mean, have... you get a little bit of factoids here and there, but... Yeah, they have some interesting articles. If you want to brush up on Harry Potter stuff, there's a bunch of great, like, encyclopedia entries, basically. But it's not nearly as in-depth, like... I don't know. I thought there'd be, like, a write-up on the Goblin Wars, because they mentioned that in one of the books or whatever. You know, just, like, a side stuff. I just want, like, historical texts. Me too. She should just hire someone to do it. Yeah. Just... Just give them all of her notes and be like, write Hogwarts a history. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you. I'll approve things. It's cool. Just do it. Just get it done. I'll do it. I'm a terrible writer, but I'll do it. <laughs> I can write encyclopedia entries. Yeah, Those that's fine. Hard. We'll get it done. Source me. Yeah. I think there is a fan written Hogwarts a history or Harry Potter a history, something like that, but it wasn't good. I mean, it was fine, but it was kind of like Pottermore is, where it's just, because yeah. it's just drawing from the text, so it's kind of encyclopedia like, well, but not like in like an in depth way. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Like, where you couldn't just look up, like, if you looked up, like, Goblin Wars, it would be like mentioned in book four, blah, 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 and you're like, Okay, but that's no more detail. And it's because they didn't, obviously, have access to that, so they wouldn't know. I want something in Harry Potter, like the Goblin Wars, to be like that, like that ostrich war or something. The emu Emu war war in Australia. Australia. That's the best war that's ever happened. Yeah. Australia lost a war to emus, you guys. (laughs) 
You should Google it. It's amazing. It's my favorite. It's the best thing that's ever happened. Yeah. Emus destroyed Australia. So I hope there's, like, a wizarding equivalent of, like, the emu war. There might be. There should be. Yeah. What creature would they be fighting, though? I don't know. There's a lot of them. There is. All right. Well, I think that wraps it up at our longest water episode. Sorry, guys. There's a lot in Diagon Alley. This doesn't bode well for the rest of the series. No. But, you know, it's a thing. It is. Uh, so you can uh, find us on Twitter, US of Fandom. Um, find me on Twitter at all of the Timbits. I'm at Midnight Bex. And tune in next week for our next Pottersode, uh, which is the next chapter. Which is chapter, chapter six. six. I labeled it. I, Hang on a I don't second. One day book. I'll put a note down so I don't have to look this up and do this every time. The journey from platform nine and three quarters. Ooh. We don't even know what that is yet. No, so. not yet. Exciting. So be sure to read along with us and then tune in for some incoherent rambling. Yeah. More questions about wizarding infrastructure. It's coming mess. to you next week. <laughs> Bye, guys. Bye.